Welcome to the Lead Management Mastermind Show, the only podcast where you'll learn about lead management best practices from the top lead management and sales marketing executives in the industry. Hear about the optimization, strategy, and techniques that have made each of our guests the best of the best in the lead management domain. Live from the headquarters of SDP Solutions, Here's your host, Scott Payne. Welcome back to the Lead Management Masterminds podcast. I am so excited to have with us today our guest, Joey Liner. I'm going to get into some introductions here in just a moment. But welcome back to the to the actual podcast itself. We've restarted it, re-energized and doing some new interviews. So excited to have everyone back with our kind of new journey on the podcast here. I have back with us a, a returning guest. This was uh, actually on episode seven which was a live recording that we'd done at the Lead Generation World Conference in Denver, Colorado, back in January of 2020, right before kind of the world shut down. So we got a great episode in there live. I'm so excited to actually have on an actual podcast with me with is Joey Leiner. And, you know, and to go back with Joey a little bit, me and Joey have known each other for years and years. I met Joey back, I want to say it was probably 2015, no, probably, no, 2012, 2013, yeah. It was my first LeedsCon appearance or first LeedsCon conference where I was at Nation Star and had got a chance to go to uh, to the show there for the first time and had an opportunity as I walked in the door and was kind of learning and seeing what was all around. I see this guy in the middle of the show floor hugging and talking to everyone and smiling, laughing. You could really tell personable, knew everyone, kind of a legend, right? You could just see it. And fast forward to where we're at now. I've known Joey for over but almost 10 years now, uh, we're not even just work friends. Like we're actually friends in real life and touch base and talk all the time and really big in, into sports together and all kinds of stuff. So really excited to have Joey back again, episode seven. Now you're back for episode, I want to say 23 or 24, whatever number we're on here. But Joey, welcome back. So glad to have you back. How are you doing today? Really I'm doing well. Great to be here with you, Scott. Like you said, it's just, it's amazing how much time has flown by. On us, and I still remember our podcast seven at the tail end of contact, oh, yeah. or sorry, at uh, Lead Generation World. And I remember we even saying we got to do this again, where we can put more time into it. So I'm glad to be back with you. Yeah, so glad to have you back. Well, a lot's changed since then, but before we get into that, can you talk a little bit and give everyone, for those that don't know the legend Joey Liner, give everyone just a brief introduction of of you and your history, and and kind of what we'll get again get into what you're doing now after that. Yeah, no. Uh, thank you for the legend status. I uh, <laughs> I don't know yeah. how to respond to that, but thank you very much. And I, my story is I've been on a twenty-year journey in the performance marketing landscape. My one of my best friends at the time in twenty twenty-two, or sorry, two thousand two, uh, got me into the space. Uh, Jason Goldsmith, who's still one of my, I consider him a. It's great to have a mentor and a best friend brought me into his internet company selling leads, mortgage leads out of the refinance wave. Back then, if you remember, there was the tech boom dot-com era and then the market of uh, the dot-com bubble. Hence all the rates were down and created a refi wave and really helped me start getting into the mortgage lead gen space. Thankfully got to work with him and some friends who I still work with and today different capacities, but I've evolved into different areas and from 
selling leads to getting into the call center services and space, all the way to working for a big, you know, performance marketing media and lead generation company. So I've had a bunch of different experiences with this in space, and I've been very thankful for my time and, and opportunities uh, just to be able to be out there and connecting with so many folks like you really have, have been able to, you know, put me in a position for success. Well, I mean, yeah, so that's where, you know, we officially met. I mean, we met at the conference where we started to work together, right, as, as that relationship grown. Uh, and here I was at Nation Star and had an opportunity. We had so many records we needed called and needed help with. And so I picked up the phone, called you. And I believe I was on a plane like literally the next day out to Baltimore to meet with you in person to talk about the contracts and figure out all the specifics of how we were going to make the integration work from a posting from our Velocify system over into your system. And, you know, I think what we loved in, in kind of what I loved working with you is you understood the whole kind of picture and you understood the importance of data back to us and, and all of those things that when it came to the integrations and stuff. So that was always real key. Yes. But yeah, and I think the next day we got on a plane and flew to Omaha and went to one of the call centers and, and like really, really fast got up and running. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, you talk maybe about more about your experience there with Double Positive and what you did. And Yeah, I mean, the good, like you said, you and I weren't afraid to get dirty. You know, we, we had to get in there and figure it out. Like that was how you and I clicked initially, way before we were friends. Like we hit it off, I think, in our initial uh, discovery meetings because we understood that there was a need for a more sophisticated workflow within the space. And obviously so much has evolved since then, but just taking a step back, like when direct-to-consumer was really, you know, coming out of the financial crisis, and there was some stability and starting to pick up some steam, there was a lot of hiring, right? A lot of expansion between loan officers and a lot of different, you know, operations, processors, underwriters, et cetera. But there had to be efficiencies, especially when you're spending a lot of money for leads, those bills can rack up pretty quickly. So if you don't know what you're doing, you don't understand the consumer experience, which you champion with your secret shopper stuff, I think you and I just cared so much about not only our, you know, you at the time, our nation star, but we just cared so much about the performance, like that really the, the challenge to get better and better and better, taking care of the consumer, understanding that we also have a lot of uh, data and how do we maximize uh, the success from that data? How do we get the consumer to engage? And at the time, 90 some percent of the engage had to come through a call. And I think that was our, how can we get this consumer to pick up? Yeah. And then, you know, using that data in real time to, you know, quickly make the, a quick change. So they said, Hey, I'm not interested. Well, maybe we, you know, send that over to a, to a specialist who dealt with people who weren't, you know, dealing with customers who needed some help and understand the rebuttals and that kind of stuff. So we'd send it to a specialist on our side and, using that stuff in real time. And of course the transfers, you gotta have the lead sent at the right time and in real time to the salesperson that has all of the coding and all of the stuff they need on it, instrumental in that type of setup. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's where we that's where we got our, our, our uh, start, right? And then took off from there as, as, as I went on to Velocify, started working really and starting to enhance that integration as you guys grew and grew and did, did what you're doing there. Fast forward, I'm gonna fast forward all the way to 2022 today, July of 2022, you've making some moves. What's going on in your world nowadays? What are you, what are you doing now? Yeah, so I, when I, you know, 
I, I was in the call center space at Double Positive, and I got to work with you at NationStar, and then obviously with Philosophy, where you and I really started working on enhanced workflow around lead management and call center services together. Yep. I did that for a very long time. Thankfully, we were in a position to sell Double Positive, and I stayed on there for a period of time and joined Digital Media Solutions at the end of 2018, where I was able to join as Chief Revenue Officer. That was the first time for me to actually sit behind the media, sit behind lead generation, um, whether it's owned and operated inventory, whether it's call center inventory, traffic to site. But it really gave me the opportunity to work for you know, a much bigger company and really expand my outreach for when I was at Double Positive, I only was at the mercy of call center services uh, or a little bit of agency services as well. Like um, advising folks on where their budget should be spent and how to yeah. deploy that properly. At DMS, it was my first experience really being able to own that media, and uh, it was a great, you know, great experience. I very much appreciate all the people that I got to work with. I just left there in the beginning of June to start my own consulting business, Liner Connections. You know, and and and. Basically, what that means is I'm out there now consulting, helping companies in, in, in best practices, whether it's getting the right lead, call center services, uh, advisory, sales engagement, all these things that I really have a passion for that I've been able to build a stronghold with within uh, my 20 years, my first time working for myself. So I'm excited to be able to partner with a lot of different companies where I see the future of lead generation and evolution and consumer engagement is really where my attention is going to be. And uh, there's a lot of cool opportunities out there. So you're like a glorified matchmaker, right? That's it. Liner yeah. Connections is uh, exactly that. I think what I've learned, and I think a lot of people have learned in performance marketing is you can have the best technology in the world, you can have the best backbone, but you need people behind it. It's enabled, you know, the growth. And so, I've aligned myself to be in a position now with Liner Connections to be able to connect company A with supplier B or help company A with call center services, whether it's sales advisory, advisory to management teams. So yeah, I just want to be able to help with my connections, be able to see my clients thrive and succeed for whatever that challenge is that they put on me. Yeah. And, you know, I love it because, and we, you know, we do some similar stuff as it relates to when our, when our clients need help with certain things, it's, you don't want to just give them anyone, right? You have personal relationships with each person, right? You understand the, for us, it's really understanding the culture of a company. One solution is not going to work for every company. There are certain cultures or certain things, certain technologies they have in place. You really need to understand both situations to find the right match with the right person and make it. It is funny to me as you're talking through this, though, as I mentioned in the introduction, the first time I'd seen you in person and saw Joey the Legend, or was introduced to Joey the Legend of talking to everyone, hugging everyone, saying hi, having fun, all the stuff at the conference, right? And now you're actually taking that to the next level, right, with your connections and, and building that way. So, so the name of the company is uh, Liner Connections, right? It is. It's Liner Connections, and my my son, my family, really was a big help in in defining that um, really came down to having, you know, of course, my name in my own business since I'm by myself, but just being able to let my my collective group of clients know that they're in this with me together, 
through the connections that I've established, whether they're advertisers, suppliers, vendors, you are going to get the best of the best because my relationships have all been about trust. And so mm-hmm. I get, you know, people joke with me all the time about it shows I give more hugs and, you know, anything than I, I'm a big firm believer in personalization and getting to really understand uh, who I'm working with and how much I care about them. So like a lot of folks, sadly in our space are very transactional. I get to know people that I'm working with, their families, where their kids are going to school, their favorite sports teams. Like, so it's really meaningful and impactful when we collide and do some things together. So I've, I've really been able to build and establish trust with my tenure. And I think that's really going to help, you know, pivot my business or, you know, to success uh, 2022 and beyond just because it's a collective group and I'm looking forward to, to really solidifying that I'm two months in, but I, I already have some solid engagements. And again, I'm really looking for where I get the pulse of, of, you know, growth and future of performance marketing. I definitely want to stay within performance marketing, different verticals, different categories, different technologies, there's just a lot more dollars that are going to continue to be funneled into performance marketing over traditional advertising. I mean, there's so many studies and proof that shows that. So that's where my time's going to be for sure. It's funny you talk about the hug stuff. I was looking through our text messages. I was getting ready to, to text you the link for today's show. And sure enough, it was, uh, I guess it was last LeedsCon or whatever. You're super busy with meetings and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, just at least walk out and give me a hug and then be done for the day, right? Like I'm good. I just need a hug. Need a Joey. I hug. remember that, and yeah. we did. We still we did. still got yeah. to see each other because that's how that's how, that's how we roll, man. Um, that's right. But it's important. I mean, I think yeah. especially when you know now we're going to be shows are going to be even more impactful. Uh, so we talked about lead generation world context coming up, but you know just to be able to that's the forum where everybody can get together, hopefully safely with even working through the challenges of the pandemic, it's here, it's not, you know, we, we just all gotta have to live, find a way to live through it together safely. And I think the shows are doing everything they can to help us, yeah. you know, that's our, our, our chance for our business development and connection. So I'm looking forward to seeing everybody out in shows and, and I think that's, that's gonna be really, really, really critical for people to get together versus like traveling just to see one client here, one client there. There's challenges with that. So I think, shows are going to be critical for us to all get together and, and mash up on some cool things. Definitely. I, and, you know, to your point there on being in person and doing that together in person versus doing meetings and stuff like that, so much more impact. I remember very vividly our, our first MLB game together in Baltimore. Uh, <laughs> I still remember that great experience. And then all of the, you know, dinners and stuff we've been to in the past and the seafood towers and all the stuff that we've done in the past None of that goes away, but a lot of it comes down to the fact that it's a personal connection in person. It's not, you know, over the web. So, yeah, looking forward to this. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. So let, let's talk a little bit about I want to get your perspective on a couple of things. So yeah. one thing that I didn't really have much experience in when I first met you when I was I was a mortgage guy. Right. Yeah. But as I transitioned to Velocify, I started to learn, oh, wait, education, you know, universities have leads and they call and they, it's the same, you know, importance of getting customers on the phone, speed to contact, 
all of the kind of things started to, to kind of piece together for me, whether it be debt, solar, all of the different industries. And you've worked with, with many, right? You've done all kinds of stuff in your history. We'd be interested to maybe compare and contrast some things that maybe people, you know, I would imagine a lot of people who listen to what, what I do is mortgage, but mm -hmm. I also have some that are non-mortgage. So what are some kind of correlations you see between the two that you think is a, maybe a, something would be interesting to someone to know, may, may not know today? Yeah, well, I think, like you said, the good news is I think mortgage, because of how the nature of the ups and downs of the space have been over the last decade plus, has taught a lot of people, obviously a lot of dollars, you know, have been deployed where there's been some costly lessons learned in lead buying, lead management. But I think it's probably the most sophisticated out of all the verticals that I've worked in as far as best practices. You, my friend, are a big culprit of that because you're a pioneer in helping companies. And you've been doing this every year with different evolutions. Just learn how to maximize the success of their customer acquisition and lead intake and best practices because it's typically in the lead buying universe for mortgage, it's shit, right? And so you obviously know you're competing. How do you maximize that success with competition? So I think there's other verticals that have kind of similar, you know, business processes, education vertical that you mentioned. Schools can, you know, same thing when you buy a record, can be sold up to three or four schools. There's also click inventory that you can buy, which is similar now in mortgage inventory. You can buy clicks, uh, call center, qualified leads. So I think as far as the most identical workflow related industry, the education space is, and it's still been going on through its ups and downs too. But now I've seen in 2022 pretty steady. Uh, the schools and lead buyers that have been around are still there and they're still enrolling students at, you know, pretty, pretty consistent method, you know, and rate, you know, but leveraging their CRM, uh, whether it's same thing, email, SMS, call center, still heavily related in calls. The insurance space, a lot of the insurance companies don't have enough outbound labor or processes. So they will email consumers quotes or SMS them different forms of engagement on their site. You can write your policy to bind it, you know, right there. So those are the big three, but there's other categories that are evolving. Solar, home services continues to evolve, legal verticals growing well, and that includes like motor vehicle associate and then also tort. We also see debt settlement, debt resolution. And I think those are all categories that, you know, auto warranty that I see that are, are you know, positions to, uh, to grow in the current economy. But as far as like best practices go, mortgage by far, I still think is number one, you know, with how companies buy their leads and put them through the proper workflow and omni-channel approach. Yeah. So what do you, what do you think, you know, as it relates to kind of going back to the, to the EDU example, as far as, you know, back in our day, obviously back in the day, lots of phone calls, obviously there's some, you know, consumers have uh, evolved over time, right? And, and obviously need to look at the demographics and all of the things that you're doing. But have you found any, any like, a, is there any, like, I don't want to give away special sauce, but is there like something you've learned over, over the years that has been effective for reaching a customer maybe in the way they want, or what, what does something like that look like from your history of, of working these types of leads or, or calling these leads? It, 
think you got to put yourself in the in the in the shoe of a current customer, whether it's technology related. Like we all know, outbounding today through iPhones getting uh, spam likely is high probability if you're rotating phone numbers, right? The whole stir shaken carrier act. You know, it's tough to really determine. You can't just pound the phone and expect to be, you know, to get through. And you can't just pound somebody's phone, even if you can get through, and expect them to pick up. Like, so you have to be, I mean, but we grew up in the space where that was the primary method in the 2000s, right? It's just ground and pound, buy a lead and call the crap out of it and hope they pick up. Like, you're staffed, you're center, so you're trying to say, this is the time that I want to speak to the consumer. And I think we've learned over time that you can't just, you know, that worked for a period, right? A lot of direct-to-consumer shops learned and grew off that, but you have to also understand that the convenience level for the consumer, you want a good consumer experience, you want them to do business with you. So what we've learned over time, right, is personalization, welcome emails, uh, SMS, re-engagement through social, like through Facebook, through, you know, lookalike audiences, like, Finding a way to stay in front of the consumer where it's not intrusive, uh, you're not calling them like crazy. But one thing I learned from you was you educate a lot of the buyers with a secret shop, right? Like get a good understanding of consumer experience after they fill out the form, how companies are treated. So you can coach your clients on how they should be speaking to the consumer, but just calling people, you know, and you'd be surprised. I guess you wouldn't be surprised because you talk to a lot of companies like me, some people just do that only. And you're like, no way, like you can't, you have to send personalization, you have to send welcome emails, you have to send, you know, text that, that they can cut through mm-hmm. to allow the consumer to engage with you. And you also have to make sure your company is visible, it's reputable, it has reviews. It's because consumers, you know, again, put yourself in the mindset of that consumer today. Yeah. And when I know when I want to go to a restaurant or when I want to buy a product, I'm going to read a couple of reviews. You know, I know it's not gospel, but I want to just get a sense of what people have to say about these uh, these companies or this product. So yep. that's the best advice. Put yourself in the shoe of that consumer today. What's going down today? And I think you'll have a better understanding of how you want your consumers treated within your, uh, your call center. Yeah, you mentioned the secret shop stuff. We... Um actually talking to a client just before this this interview today when we look in the system we see activities that are happening what do we think are happening but when we actually inspect it we realize that there's not actually calls happening and here's what in this example a salesperson was documenting the system as if they called it but they didn't actually call it they wanted to show right and so we're constantly trying to you know call it catch these things but really just make sure that we're inspecting the things that we expect we have clients who have the most robust workflow strategy with emails, SMS, and phone calls. But when we do our secret shops for them, we find out it's not always firing on the right cylinder or the person didn't call at the right time, so they backed everything up. There's all of these different variables that, that come into play. You also mentioned that putting yourself in the shoes of another customer. Here's what I do. I don't know about you guys. If I get a phone call right now from a number I don't know, I immediately go to Google on my computer and type it, put in the phone number and see who it is. Yeah. And you know, if it's a, if it's a spam likely on the website, I'm definitely not answering the phone. But if I go and it's a number and it says it's this company and I see good reviews at the top, 
I'm more likely to pick up the phone or call them back and engage at that point versus just these random numbers that are showing up. And one of my previous guests, David uh, from Verse, you know, he did, did a presentation about how, you know, he has a new best friend called Spam Likely. He calls him all the time, right? And, uh, and all of that. And I also saw a meme today too that I thought was funny was, you know, it's so funny when people call me from a block number, they think I want to pick up. I don't even pick up from my friends anymore. Like I don't even pick up the phone anymore, right? Let alone someone who's blocking a number. So, I mean, that's where we're at, right? And to your point, putting yourself in the in the shoes of the customer and making sure they understand it's not just the number of calls. It's not just the number of emails or and, and all of the stuff. It's the timing. It's the what's the messaging. It's the reviews. As you mentioned, there's all kinds of variables that need to go into this kind of complete picture. And I think it's what's interesting with, with what you're doing now is that you have connections that do a little bit of everything because there's not really one technology that's going to solve this for everyone. You're going to need to use multiple pieces, be able to integrate them in and, and work with good quality people who know what they're doing. That's it. Um, I think you're exactly right. And I think, you know, you and I have always tried to figure out what's next, right? What's coming down the pipe? Like what can we do better to help our clients succeed? And I think, you know, it's, most of the times they just want more swings at the bat, right? They want more the ability to get their conversion rates up because they want to speak to as many people as possible. But like you said, even today, some people just don't want to speak to you through the traditional telephone method, right? Like, so you have to find different ways. And I think that's video, SMS, there's going to continue to be enhancements and you have to adapt. You could try to stay in your ways, but I think ultimately, you know, technology, competition, the people behind it are going to eat you for lunch. Yeah. So as we start to wrap up here, I want yeah. to keep this to, to, for our listeners, not have this massive, I used to record these hour long podcasts and people are like way too long. So keeping them short nowadays, yeah. Yeah. that said, you mentioned kind of getting into the future and, and that kind of stuff. I want to, you know, if I had the ability to put, put a hat on right now with a crystal ball in front of you, let's talk about like, where do you envision some, you know, the, the consumer experience expectations, if you will, five years from now, right? Five years, a long time, five, you know, five years ago, I was writing my main kind of uh, workflow would have been lots of phone calls and lots of emails, no SMS before contact, like never SMS before contact in five years. It's obviously shifted significantly. Where do you think we're going to be in five years from now? What, what do you think? I, th I think there's a couple key areas that I'm um, watching right now or are basically spending some time deeper with some companies, like you said, part of the future of, of where I see evolution in space and more consumer initiated, you know, activities. So nothing wrong with still trying to outbound, but I think a lot of companies are going to try to cultivate more inbound by letting the consumer choose when they are going to engage with you at the time that's convenient for them. So how's that done? Well, artificial intelligence, it's a sexy word, it's attractive, people continue to talk about it, but it works and I think it's gonna to continue to evolve. So whether that's through SMS, uh, social, obviously there's the ability for the consumer to engage with a sales professional and feel like they're actually speaking to somebody, but ultimately getting to that event where they feel like they actually can speak to somebody versus the traditional outbound center, more inbound initiated, I think will be key. Uh, another evolution that I think will continue to be at the forefront uh, for growth in the space is intent signals. So where there's been companies in our space that have thrived off of 
working with their advertisers to let them know, hey, your customer's in market, uh, and you should be aware of that. Whether we see them surfing the web, looking at a competitor site, whether we see them looking, they're in a current policy like the Medicare space, and they're shopping for another policy, how can you retain that consumer? So having the ability to take an event, whether it's a push notification, a call, an email open, a click, anything that helps you learn more about that consumer that you already have knowledge of initially in your system now will help you get better with your performance. And I think that's going to be key. It helps the consumer experience, even though they may feel like it's intrusive, it's front and center, right? It's what they're thinking about that given time. So how can you address that? How can you, if you, if it's your customer and you're not satisfying their needs, you have one more chance. And, and if, if you know that they're, you have to sell them again, then you have to. So I think that puts pressure on the company. So I think companies that put a lot more into intent signals, not just selling a lead, but offering the journey of that consumer past that initial inquiry is going to win. I think that'll be a big part of the future. And I think we're going to see a lot more in video. I, I, you know, I think we've all like, everybody's gotten used to zoom and, and there was a time where call centers wouldn't allow that. You know, I think call centers were like, Nope, I want to be behind my dialer. I'm going to put a headset on and I'm going to do this my way. And I think I've seen some call centers enable video engagement with consumers. And was it last year? There was a transaction, I think, that got killed, but Zoom was going to buy 5.9, which really, again, I think is a there's a big need there for video engagement tied to a direct-to-consumer call center uh, to, to get a better experience, better trust, better yeah. confidence level. So those are three areas that I think uh, will continue to evolve. Smarter lead buying, you know, smarter for advertisers, so better like within Google, uh, Facebook, TikTok, you know, et cetera, too, as far as not just running the same ad, changing things up based on where the location is, male or female, age, you know, being able to rotate creative, I think will be a, uh, will be key as well in, um, in all verticals. So there's a lot of excitement within the space, and I think we're going to see a lot more of that, too, at trade shows being able to listen into our peers and getting a good understanding of where companies are driving success, you know? Yeah. I love the video thing. You, I, I was going to mention it if you didn't and you did. So a uh, funny clip uh, from one of my previous episodes with Ed Powell and he says that, you know, most consumer direct, uh, you know, type people usually have, you know, the face for radio. Um, and so that's why right. there's a little more video, but that said, I mean, you know, my grandma and, 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 you know, lots of people who have never would have never have adopted something like a zoom call. We were having zoom calls all throughout the pandemic and, and playing games and doing all kinds of stuff as a family during that, uh, during that time. And so people are just used to it. My, my prediction is that, you know, and it goes along with video is that, you know, you're, you're going to start to receive voicemails that are videos. Uh, you know, right now, some people are doing that through SMS, you'll receive a voicemail. And then when, when you get a chance to respond, rather than calling the person back like you normally would today, you're going to get, you know, a pop up on your phone that says, pick one of these three options. How do you prefer to be contacted? Do you want to call in now? Do you want us to call you at a certain time? All of that, but it's all done through this video, this video method itself. We're, we're even helping companies now where the consumer direct LO, when it comes time to, you know, talk about the application or talk about options, 
when they send out you know, their invite, they're sending them a Zoom link or some type of link where they can get on video and do a face-to-face. What I love about that is back in my day at NationStar, I knew that if we could drive a face-to-face application yeah. you know, with our retail boots on the ground type people, it increased our conversion rates or you know, 15%, it was huge. So why not use that? You know, I got a person in Dallas talking to a customer in Washington. I can put them on video call together, go over the numbers, share my screen face to face, build that connection. People are used to it. They have the apps on their phones already. You know, I think that's just where we're at. To your point, we're going to see more and more of that happen in that call center space where people don't need to be boots on the ground, but can still build that personal connection. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and again, we're in a competitive you know, industries that we, we work in. And so how can we help our clients differentiate themselves? And again, put yourself in the consumer experience of today. Like, hey, if I got a video voicemail, that would stand out to me, right? That would say, okay, this is unique. This company's cool. I like what they're doing. I feel confident. I could call this person back, ask them. Because when you make a big life cycle decision, like a mortgage, even though you can do it multiple times or go to school, Medicare, you know, again, you can change, but you still want to talk to professionals. You want to ask questions. I mean, I don't care how smart you are, how much you think you know. Somebody that lives in that world every day understands where mortgage rates are, the underwriting guidelines. You know, Joe Consumer is going to ask him questions and they should. And how can we make that forum easier? And I do agree, like, when companies stand out and have better. Uh, ways to communicate that makes me feel more comfortable and it makes me also feel like that they're they're cool like they're doing something that's like different and i would want to pay more attention to that love it love it great insights as always joey so happy to have you back on the episode on the the podcast with us you know let's talk about how people can reach you right because now you're you're moving on to this new thing I'm, i'm popping up for those on video your email address here but how can people find you and connect with you yeah, so I will be at Contact IO. I think it's in a little over a month, so I'm looking forward to seeing folks out there. That'll be a conference associated with calls, right? So best practices around call, call center workflow, SMS, all these all these good things that we've been chatting about. So I'm looking forward to seeing industry friends and, and colleagues out there. Feel free to shoot me an email here. I'm still building out my LinkedIn and my website because I just started my business. So Appreciate everybody's understanding and patience there, but I'd love to hear from you. I love, I think you'll be hearing more from me and Scott too, because I think uh, naturally we're a good fit and mm-hmm. we want to help companies, especially with the challenges that they're dealing with in the mortgage industry today. Uh, so you'll be seeing some things more from uh, line of connections and SDP as well. So, but it's, it's, a, it's really an honor to be here with you. This is my first public appearance under the liner connections uh, brand. And so it's an honor to be here with you, my friend. And I yeah. appreciate you reliving some of the memories too um, that we've had, you know, because it does go a long way when we've been able to go to ball games and uh, some really nice dinners and just really appreciate, you know, I remember eating with you in some diner in your hometown. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. it's some yep. cool stuff, man. So like those memories don't go away and it's crazy. It's been over a decade. Yeah, really has. And we got I forgot, I got to give a shout out. You mentioned your family, but I got to give a shout out to Julian for, did he create your logo? Or he who did. created the Warner Connections logo? He did. He created my logo. If you go to the LinkedIn site, you'll see it. It'll be in my email signature. But I'm, you know, 
my family was really supportive of me making the change. I know yours was as well. Yep. Like leaving a steady corporate job is not easy, but I'll give my family credit. They were the ones that were the most comforting and giving me the confidence to go out and do it immediately. And Julian stepped up and helped build out my logo. So I hope everybody likes it and looking forward to, uh, to putting it out there. Yeah, that's, that's the coolest part, the family part of this. And and they're going to be involved in the business. They're going to make make decisions. My, as I mentioned many times, Allie, my daughter, is my social media advisor. She talks to me about all the stuff I need to put at the end of my video so that people can like and subscribe and click the alarm button so you're notified when we go live. All of that stuff comes from Allie. Hey, Allie, how you doing? Um, uh, hey, Allie. Well, anyways, yeah, it's, it's a family business for sure. I'm it sure is. It is. I would also want to say before we hang up, that my Orioles, you know, I know you and I go back for Orioles Rangers battles over yeah. the years, different playoff pushes. Team, yeah. surging. Look out for them. They got they got to get their a little they're above five hundred now, and they're only three games out of the wild card. So we'll reference this podcast relevant at the end of the year because I think they're going to be in the mix. Are they playing the major league schedule yet, or are they still on the Triple A team? What are they doing now? <laughs> they moving up. <laughs> Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> nothing but love for you, man. Nothing but love for you. Oh. All good. Well, hey, man, thanks again for joining. Can't wait to see you again at a future show. Yeah, good having you back, man. Love thanks you, buddy. All right. Thanks, Joey. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Lead Management Masterminds podcast. Today's episode is presented by SDP Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things lead management strategy and optimization. Please visit us at www.sdp-solutions.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast site.